Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning. I'm the host of the Windermere Ask a Coach, and this is our podcast where we try to talk about difficult situations happening right now and challenges that real estate agents are facing. And uh, today, I feel like I have a superstar on our podcast. I, I think he ranks way up there. I think he's one of the the, the highest ranking uh, guests we've had so far. It's Matthew Farrar. Matthew, how are you? Uh, great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And you know, there's a lot of people maybe that are listening that might not know who you are, but I'll just, a couple things out there. Uh, we met through real estate, obviously, through Windermere and through Leading RE. And uh, Matthew, if you go to his website, he says he's a philosopher. Um, he also is a mentor. He also hosts a blog. He also has a video. Uh, it's a video going to be like Matthew TV is what I read. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're going to be developing a video app, essentially. And then you also just post amazing content on a regular basis to social media, which is where a lot of my exposure comes from, because I see you at events once in a while, but mainly there. And the reason why I wanted to have Matthew on today is one, he uh, is, is an influencer when it comes to helping people kind of understand perspective. Um, and I don't, I don't know about you, Matthew, but I think we've had kind of an anomaly in the real estate world in the last couple of years. And now we have agents that uh, maybe because they're newer or just because they're just trying to remember the last thing they went through, but they're having a little bit of a, a mindset uh, that's in the negative world, I would say. And so one of the things I want to ask you, how did this, how did the Good News Friday come about? Because that's one thing that started uh, making me look at it was there was all this negative news and then you would flip it and say, well, let's look at the things that are happening. Talk to me a little bit about that. Sure, sure. So Good News Friday is actually a uh, culmination of something that I started many years ago, which was I, I flipped over the use of social media. You know, when you go on something like Facebook or wherever, they're encouraging you to put yourself out there for others to consume. And, you know, they start by saying like, what's on your mind? And I actually take that pretty seriously. You know, right. I have a degree in <laughs> philosophy, so we actually think about these things, we philosophers. And so at some point along the way, I actually started using Facebook uh, as a way to write to myself. So if you notice, most of my posts on my personal Facebook page, which is public, I don't really use a business page, just there it is, there's me. Um, it starts by me saying note to self. Right. And then I write something and and tell a story, recall something from my life, try to pull a message out of it and share it with others. To be 100% honest, I'm really writing for myself. I'm literally writing to myself saying, 
This is what I need to hear this morning. This is what I need to remember this morning. And I'm thrilled. I'm grateful that anyone else can pull a lesson out of it or enjoy it or it resonates with them. Well, Good News Friday is kind of a culmination of that. You see, really, Good News Friday started in earnest uh, a couple of years ago at the beginning of the pandemic, because when essentially the world got ill. I I realized that we needed more doctors, if you will. And Mm so I'm not a doctor. I mean, that's not my my role, but we needed to heal both our body and our mind. And I needed to keep my mind in order. And so I actually, I actually gave myself the task of every day, trying to find one good piece of news amongst all of the chaos, if you will and then collected those up and discovered that I had five or six at the end of every week. And so I said, well, you know what, why don't I just take all those five or six, which I had been just bookmarking and throwing into my Evernote and whatever. And so I want to just put them together, drop them into a Facebook post, call it uh, Good News Friday. And it literally took off onto a life of its own. But again, to be totally fair, It's just me trying to remind myself that the world is okay. The universe is not out to get us. We're doing better than we believe if we're willing to look for the good. And as it turns out, other people have said, gosh, thank you for reminding me to look up from the naysaying, the doom scrolling, the constant drip of negativity and realize that, gosh, we live at a good time. We're doing better than ever. This doesn't mean that there aren't challenges, but it means that the challenges aren't the whole story. Yes, exactly. I I, I totally agree with you. And I think that perspective is huge. You know, uh, that's uh, similar to what you do. I do warmups. I started doing warmups for myself um, because I'm just like, you know, I need to hear this. I need to do this. So I I totally get that. But I I love that it resonates. And and it kind of touches on the next little thing I want to ask you about. So we do coaching, we coach agents. And here they are coming off of 2022. Now they're into 2023. And a lot of our conversations, I said, so how are you feeling about 2023? And they go, I'm apprehensive. Why? I don't know if I'm going to do as well. And I'm not know if I'm going to do this. Talk to me a little bit about mindset, because I know that you have such great messages when it comes to changing perspective and, uh, you know, not looking at the past, learning from it, but moving forward and how to kind of change your perspective a bit and say, uh, you know, you ha- you're in control of where you want to go and what you want to do. It's not what's around you. I mean, and I love when you give that message, but if you could expound on that a little bit uh, for our listeners, so maybe it can help them to kind of change the way they're seeing in 2023. Sure. Absolutely. You know, it starts with something my mentor told me three decades ago. He said, either you're programming your mind or someone else is, you know, there's, there's, There's no empty slate. You can't hold no thoughts in your head. And so you'll either hold some thoughts that you believe or you'll hold some thoughts that others believe. And so when I hear real estate professionals today saying, I feel apprehensive, saying, uh, I'm not sure, saying the market is slow or dead or whatever they're saying. First, I always ask myself, is that actually their thought? Like, are they actually thinking that? Or are they just repeating maybe yes. the latest, la- latest thing that crossed their screen, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. Sometimes we do get good information. We do get fed a good opinion. But I, I sometimes feel as if sales professionals and business professionals and just frankly, my friends and neighbors and family, you know, we say things about the world around us or our career or whatever because 
someone else is saying it. So and so, so and so, the big economist, so and so, the big pundit, so and so, the whatever, said that the world must be ending, you know? And the funny thing is that, unfortunately, if we don't purposefully program our minds, then that other programming sets in. And as you know, as a coach, Michael, like whatever you hold in your mind is what you'll pursue today. So if you wake up saying, there are no listings, guess what? There will be no listings because you won't take any action to bring a listing into the market. You've already told yourself (laughs) that there are no listings. So why should you bother trying to, to, to go get a listing? So I think it's really important to examine and ask ourselves, if I am holding a thought, whose thought is it? And then secondly, you have to ask the question, is it true? You know, is it true that the market is gloomy? Is it true that you have no power? You know, one of the ironies of our mindset is that uh, sometimes it requires a little gut check. You know, our mind requires a gut check. Yes. Many people who are saying like, oh, the market is in the doldrums. These are fantastically high performing individuals. (laughs) If we looked at their last six months or six years of production, we would say, look at how well you have done. Why are you psyching yourself out? And this is This is the challenge I think we face today, and it's twofold, really quickly. One fold is that we feel um, as if there has been a change, and therefore that change almost by our very nature is always worse than how we had it before, right? And secondly, we're coming off of a really wonderful time, and we had a wonderful market, and it ironically, we feel like, well, it was so wonderful, we almost romanticize it. We almost- Yeah, you know, we almost think like it can only be worse now. It can't be any better. So, you know, today I even told a little story on my my social media where I said, listen, you know, there was a time and a place where the actual market circumstances were different and significantly worse numerically, right? Interest rates were significantly higher. Transactions were significantly lower. And all the tools and training that we have today didn't even exist. You know, half of what we had today wasn't even thought of let alone available. Right. And yet, salespeople got up today and they got up uh, 20 years ago, right? And so they both had to ask themselves, am I working the market that exists or am I working like a fantasy market that I either imagine could be or used to be? And that's one of the areas where I challenge a lot of people. I challenge myself every day to say, am I working with the conditions at hand, with the tools I have, the abilities? Because, you know, times may be different than they were a year ago, but so are you. You're different too. You're better, smarter, faster, more agile, more equipped than ever before. So maybe whatever's happened to the market is happening at a time when you're more ready for it than ever but you need to remind yourself of that you need to tell yourself of course i'm ready for this market because if not you who who is going to be ready for this market if it's not the people that uh you and i have the pleasure of 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 knowing in this business i totally agree and you know and we're so hardwired to look at the negative side of it um it just reminds me a buddy of mine doug and i taught an installation we had i don't know 86 people in the installation we had 86 evaluations and we had 84 amazing evaluations, or, you know, I think we had two bad evaluations and the rest of them were great. And we focused on the negative ones. We're like, oh my gosh, what? Yes. You know, and yes. I had to remind myself, even myself, I'd say, hey, Michael, why don't you look at the ones that are all phenomenal, you know, and move forward. And I think, I, I think it's either what Dr. Wayne Dwyer said, change the way you see things, right? And the things you see change. 
Exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. And that's why I try to say to at least the real estate professionals that I talk to, why not start every day by making a list of what's going right, as opposed to a list of what's going wrong. Let me tell you about an office meeting that a, uh, a, a broker told me about recently. So a wonderful, uh, wonderful gentleman. I have coached him for many, many years. And he said he did an office meeting. This was in the very late fall, maybe December. And uh, you know, he said, so how are things going? And, you know, there's all the moans and groans and bemoaning and you, what you would expect in a changing marketplace. Right. And so when everything died down, he just took a deep breath and he held up, picked up his pad of paper. And this was so great <laughs> because he basically didn't respond to the moans and groans. What he did was he began reading a list of accomplishments in the last two weeks. So he I said, love it. Yeah, he said, today, Sally closed on 123 Main Street. Yesterday, Bob took a listing on 123 Elm Street. He said, 43 people visited our website and registered for buyer updates in the last 30 days. He just listed all these things. All the positives. And then he said, any questions? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> any, any questions? Because there's no more you can do to tee up the opportunity and uh, now what you have to do is attune yourself to the opportunities. And so, you know, in many ways, that um, that that office meeting can be done personally as well. You can wake up every morning and many people, they do this, um, I will say, I'm gonna say this in their, in their whole lives. They like wake up and they're grateful for something. I'm grateful for my family or my health. But sometimes when you're really feeling some pressure, you need to get very specific, grab a pad of yes. paper and write down 20 things that are going well in your marketplace and that you're capable of making happen today. Even if all you're capable of making happen today is five phone calls, five conversations, five texts. Okay, those will eventually lead to the things that will be what you consider to be better than today. But honestly, they will have been born of the so-called difficult times that you're complaining about, if you will. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. I mean, what, what it makes me think about is uh, the agents say, well, I, I, don't, I don't have any business today, or this isn't going on today. And a, and a coach or a mentor, someone like yourself, myself, we remind him and say, wait a second, let's look at the transactions you did do. Can you tell me what activities happened that made those transactions come to life? And let me ask you this, let's focus there. <laughs> let's, you know, if, if you're right. not feeling good today, then make three more phone calls. That's right. That's right. You know, sometimes we accidentally uh, spook ourselves. We psych yes. ourselves out. Um, you know, we think that the same phone calls we made that led to our success six, month, six months ago wouldn't work today. And yet there's yes. been no evidence of that, right? Like we actually anticipate evidence that's not there. And so we are believing in nonsense, non-fact, if you will. We say, well, if I call people today, they're going to say interest rates are too uh, high. And I say, did you call five people today and did they tell you that let me let me tell you something yes. that's funny so um right now in fact i was uh, reading an article before we, our conversation and um you know i i guess the uh, the national association of realtors put out a re little instant reaction as to uh, changes in interest rates and a really uh, cool conversation was unfolding online and someone said you know how how do you react to this how do you interpret this information and my post was i really don't put too much weight into this news and someone said well why not and i said well while i think it's good news that interest rates are moderating i think that's fine 
I don't find interest rates anywhere in the top 10 reasons why people bought or sold the home. Exactly. Anywhere in the research for 20 years, right? You and I have been reading the same yep. reports, Michael, right? For 20 years, surveys go out and say, give us the top 10 reasons why you bought or sold your home. And never in the top 10. No. Has it ever been the cost of money? Never. It's always been, well, it's time for my life to grow bigger or smaller, new job, retire, whatever those things happen to be. But no one except real estate professionals are running around talking about interest rates. Most ordinary human beings are running around talking about when we have an extra bedroom, when we have a larger backyard, when we finally have a garage, they're talking about those things. And so while real estate professionals are watching something that's giving them anxiety today, consumers are still in the la la land of dreaming about good things and it's almost like we're in two totally different industries yes. we're in two totally different spaces just call people and talk to them about what's on their mind not what's on your mind well and i'm a true believer that i think sometimes the real estate professionals create their own challenges <laughs> by the, by the information they choose to propagate out into the social media when it's not even you know, and, and, you know, Larry Kendall, he says the same thing. He says, if you look at the real estate market, it's not driven by interest rates or the stock market. It's driven by change, you know, life necessity. I had a baby. Our house is too small. I'm getting a divorce. I've got to sell the house. I had a family member pass away and we got an inheritance. I mean, and my question I always ask our clients and coaching is, you know, do you know the stuff about your, your clients? And instead of worrying about interest rates and worrying about what's not happening, Go build some relationships. You know, here, here's something funny. Um, there is a, a little bit of a misunderstanding in our industry as to how to use data. Mm -hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Real estate professionals need to be incredibly informed. They need to have the latest data at their fingertips. They have to constantly be reading, constantly be researching, constantly be analyzing. However, they do not have to be constantly talking about it. There's right. two different things, right, that are going on. So if someone asks me, should I buy or sell now? It's a request to now begin talking about that data. But in the meantime, that's not how products and services are sold. You never see an iPhone sold by reference to any data related to its signal strength, chemical composition, unit sales per week, or absorption rate, or anything like that. <laughs> right. Automobiles aren't sold that way. Vacation trips to Italy aren't sold that way. People spy and sell due to emotional needs. Yes. And then when someone says, well, tell me the data about the trip or the product or the service or the whatever it is, a professional can say, here are the facts you need to know that go in alignment with your emotions, and then you can take action. And so this is one of those areas where I, I look at a lot of marketing, real estate marketing, and I say, gosh, we're just talking about stuff that, first of all, isn't necessarily encouraging because that's where we're at. Secondly, uh, can be personally discouraging. And third, it's just quite frankly not interesting. Whereas in the meantime, you could have just told a good story. You could have just, yes. you know, told a good story. I, last week I talked to a buyer and even though they didn't buy a home, we had a wonderful conversation that blah, 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 right? Or Exactly. 
Two weeks ago, I did close on a home, and let me tell you, the joy on that person's face reminds me of why I'm in this business for long days and long hours, right? Just tell a story that enables people to say, that's someone I want to be around. I appreciate that they appreciate them making me feel important. I'm better off with them in my life than not with them in my life. And I feel like they give me more control over my destiny, right? You're filling those human buckets. Whereas if you post something about interest rates and then you try to argue, make a argument around the data. Uh, well, first of all, very few people think that way. Secondly, you're only creating controversy. And finally, I don't think a lot of people are going to follow your account or keep opening your newsletter or be willing to answer a phone call if you're going to dive right into a financial conversation when what they'd love to hear instead is, you know, something cool that's happening in your life, something good that's happening in your uh, sphere of influence. Absolutely. You know, we always say to the same thing is, you know, how do you engage people in their life and where they are? I, I think of one that I always say to people, hey, you know, just curious if you could wave a magic wand and live anywhere in the next couple of years, where would you live? You know, and that's not me telling you what's going on around your house and what homes sold for and what the absorption rate is. But all of a sudden people go, oh, that's a great question. You know, we've always thought about living on the lake. Oh, tell me more about that. Why a lake? Well, because when I was little, I grew up and we grew up on a lake and I always want to give. I mean, now you're building relationships mm -hmm. and you're engaging people relevant in their life. And I think you're right. I think a lot of times and, and this gets back to that transactional mindset where if I'm going to do this activity, am I, am I going to find a transaction, so to speak, versus I'm doing this activity to enhance my equity in the mind of my clients where I'm being relevant to them. And I think that's huge. You know, ultimately, uh, this is a period where many people might still be thinking about their New Year's resolutions, right? Yes. And, you know, I always try to say to people, rather than worrying about how many deals you're going to do this year, just think about how you can help people you know, uh, achieve a big deal in their lives, right? Don't worry so much about the ways in which you can uh, uh, rack up transactions or fill out your spreadsheet or, you know, maybe stack up some trophies. There'll be a time and place to celebrate your achievements, but get your focus on the right outcome. I'm much more interested not in making a deal, but in making a difference. Yes. And when I start with that mindset, you know, it's almost impossible to start my day without having to find some good things that as soon as I do, I want to tell others about them. And it becomes a cascade event. I'm more likely to do uh, activities where I'm spreading good news. And that good news is more likely to be received, open, shared, or talked about by whoever my recipient is. And, you know, as they say, what you put out in the universe comes back to you. Uh, frankly, I don't think you'll have any problem doing deals if you set out every day to make a difference. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in my notes, in our talk, I mean, I heard a couple things. I heard number one is uh, look for the good, right? It's easy to see the negative on a daily basis. Look for the good. The other one is, you know, build relationships, be involved in people's lives. And if you could give one thing, so for 2023, because you're out there, you engage with a lot of different uh, uh, companies that are out there. If there's one thing you could say for 2023 that was kind of like a nugget for the agents, what 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 might that be? What What's one thing that you feel is like, okay, this is something that they really need to focus on for 2023? Well, if you're looking for a new tattoo, this is what I would suggest to you. <laughs> I would suggest somewhere visible you yes. to yourself, to yourself, tattoo the following phrase, you've got this. 
You've got this, you know, you're more prepared than ever. You've got the right people around you. You're in the right place at the right time. And quite frankly, my friends, if not you, I don't know who we're going to look to. So frankly, this is your tattoo. You've got this. I love it. I love it. In fact, that might even be the title of the podcast. It's just uh, Matthew Farrar. You've got this. I love it. That'd be (laughs) fabulous. I love it. Well, hey, Matthew, I want to thank you for taking the time today. Um, if our listeners want to get a hold of you, is the best way to go to your website, MatthewFerrar.com? Yeah, that's always a wonderful way. Or just if you are looking for me on Facebook, just look for my personal page, the Matthew Ferrar personal page, uh, the business page. You know, it's got some general information. But if you really just want to be my friend or say hello, that's the best way to do it, too. I love it. And I will put that in the show notes for everybody. And by the way, if you're wondering about his last name, it's F-E-R-R-A-R-A. I know that it took me just a couple of times to spell that correctly. So <laughs> that's all right. No worries. Uh, well, hey, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've got a lot of stuff going on and uh, I wish you the best of 2023. And uh, we always like to end these with our listeners. If you like what we did, uh, let us know. If you've got any new ideas, please send them directly to me. And we always end by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Again, Matthew, thank you so much. My pleasure. just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. <laughs>